Hey, all you millionaires. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Today is January 21st, and I am so happy that you decided to take some time out of your day and listen to me. What a privilege it is to be able to speak with you guys and give you just a little bit of a taste of my life. So this particular podcast is my weight loss journey. So the last podcast, we talked about uh, being heavy or obese. We also discussed um, bad habits. So with this podcast, I want to go a little bit deeper. Is that okay? I think that's okay. I think y'all said it was all right. So one thing I want to talk about is not knowing that you're damaging yourself. And then the second thing I want to discuss is passing on unhealthy habits to our children. So we ain't gonna waste no time. We just gonna get right into it. In the last podcast, if you didn't listen, I discussed a little bit of my weight loss journey. I My highest weight has been 385 pounds. That was on the day that I gave birth to my third baby. And the lowest that I can recall being is 269 pounds. So I am not a fan or, or I am no stranger, I should say, to being heavy, over obese, overweight, plus size, plus, it's so many different ways y'all set it up and make it sound better, but I've been big all my life, and I'm no stranger to this, y'all, I am so not new to this, what they say, I'm true to this, so I didn't know that I was damaging me. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are plus size, you're plush, you fluffy, any kind of way, chubby, chunky, however you want to put it, sister big bones, (laughs) and you may not know that you're damaging yourself because if you're like me, I didn't know all of the damage that I was doing. So a lot of times... We grow up. We grow up in those households where it's okay to eat. And if you're like me, you probably grew up in a household where your family members told you to eat more. Because that's what my mama used to do. You got to clean that plate. You know, you you got to eat all that food. Did you what? You know how many kids in Africa that's hungry and you got a whole bunch of food on your plate and you won't eat it? So I learned that as a child. And when I grew up, that's what I did. That is what I did. I literally had to eat everything on my plate. And it was a problem in my home. I remember getting spankings or some people call it whoopings or whatever you call it. My mom used to tear my behind up when I did not eat all my food off my plate. It didn't matter how hungry I was. It didn't matter what, what, listen, I had to eat it all. If she put it on that, it had to be eaten. My mom would feed me. There's been times when my mother would feed me. She would literally feed me I'm talking about seven eight years old and she's feeding me because I didn't eat all of my food and our meals were not those you know carefully thought out meals our meals was always fried and extra bacon (laughs) extra cheese pull on the ranch please it was a lot of bad things that we would intake and my mom would listen no problem no come on man y'all know what I'm talking about like fried chicken fried chicken you know uh mashed potatoes extra gravy biscuits 
um, grits, anything you can think of that wasn't bad, we had it. <laughs> we had it. If we had to have fried food every night, it wasn't no thing because that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. To go out to dinner, yeah, let's go out to dinner. And then we didn't always have dessert, but you know what? We would eat all of our food and not take any home. And then we wondering why we couldn't have dessert. We was too full. We was too damn full. But that's my life. And doing things like that, listen, if everybody else around you is doing it, you associate that as being normal. You think that that's normal. That's normal to go and eat two and three bowls of cereal. Yep, that's normal that I got a full hungry man plate or maybe two, three servings past what I should normally have. And then I'm going to go get some more. It's normal to make your children eat all of their food off their plate. Like I used to be a part of the clean plate club. And literally I would tell my children that, um, they, they didn't have to be a part of the clean plate club. And for those of you that don't know, the clean plate club is the club where all us clean our plate and no, we not going to leave nothing behind. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So because I feel like somebody out there finna try me and y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I'm finna tell you, you know, somebody that you know, clean your, the whole chicken bone, like the whole chicken bone, the gristles and all of it. Literally, you know, it's somebody out there that would suck on the bone. Cause that's what that look. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all know I just hit it there. Just be sucking on bones. Ain't nothing left. All of the meat gone. The gristle gone because they chew the gristle too. And it's just literally bones. Yeah, that's the part. That's the clean plate club. Nothing is left. (laughs) You don't leave nothing left over. Yep, I'm no longer a part of that club. You know why? Because I was damaging myself. I was messing up my life by being a part of the clean plate club i ain't getting no rewards behind being in the club i ain't getting no benefits from being in the club i ain't getting none of that what i got was diabetes what i got was hypertension what i got was a low self-esteem what i got was some stretch marks some back titties (laughs) uh plus a big bra What I got was not being able to shop in regular size stores or stores in the mall because they didn't carry my size. That's what I got. Yep. From not knowing that I was damaging myself and just letting this go on and on and on and on. It, it, this is, this is what I got. This is what I got in return. And to be honest with you, I want to tell you that it, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Because if you like me and you grew up in a home where this was your normal, it ain't your fault. If you don't know, how do you know? If nobody taught you, how do you know? If you didn't learn it from anywhere, how do you know? If you weren't exposed, if nobody showed you, if you didn't walk past it, if you've never come across a different lifestyle in your life, how do you know? You don't. You don't. So you continue to do what you know and you continue to do what's normal. And we don't realize what it's doing to us. Okay. So, this is not TMI, but I feel like it's TMI. Like, I really want to go on this journey and I want to be transparent and let you guys in and let you know what's going on or what what I've experienced. But sometimes it's hard because some things are really personal. So, 
In my last podcast, I did express how I've uh, previously had weight loss surgery. My my surgery was the gastric sleeve. Uh, for those of you that do not know, that procedure is where they cut your stomach into the size of a small banana. Now that restricts your food intake to about four ounces, uh, anywhere from the first one to two years, about four ounces. And then your stomach does stretch over time. Um, and so I want to say after one to two years, you should be eating probably about uh, six to seven, maybe even eight ounces. And, um, anyway, I had that procedure. And even though I am restricted in what I can eat, I'm, I do still have restrictions. So um, I didn't stretch it out and I still have my pouch and I still am restricted on what I can intake, how much I can intake. But there's this thing that I notice that I do when I get stressed or when I need my drug. Because I, as I said in the last podcast, food is an addiction. This is my drug. I don't do crack. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't drink liquor, beer, none of that. Food is my drug. Food is what I run to. Food is when I need a a helping hand, when I need some love, when I need some assistance, when I don't know what I need, I turn to food. Recently, I've learned that when I get stressed, I need something to do. (laughs) Now, my something to do ain't going to the gym. Some people something to do is going to the gym. Some people something to do is shopping. My something to do is eating. So, um, one of my kid's father, um, it was my baby's birthday and he's supposed to come and spend the week with him. And I was all stressed out about that because I haven't seen him in a while. And whenever he does come around, it's always, let me take you out. Let's try again. And I listen, I wasn't here for it. (laughs) I wasn't here for it, but you know how you don't want to get weak. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't want to be weak at the knees, right? So I really was hesitant about him coming because I don't want no complications. And um, I noticed I started eating, but it wasn't regular eating. It was just eating to the point where I was sick, like eating to the point where I was, I I think they call it binge eating, but y'all, I would eat to the point where I was sick. So I asked my daughter, I said, Hey, uh, can you go get me, give me something to eat? And she was like, okay, mom, what do you want? And I said, I don't know. I I feel like I need something crunchy. And so she went in the kitchen and she brought me back some trail mix. I ate some trail mix. Then I said, Hey, yeah, give me something to eat. And she said, uh, okay, what do you want? Hmm. I think I want something crunchy. And she said, uh, well, I just bought you a trail mix. I know, but I, I, I need something else crunchy. She said, oh, okay. And she giving me all the options. We got crackers. We got this, this, this. And at the time, a lot of it was pretty healthy. So we didn't have anything that was going to, like, hit those, you know, sensors and, and, and target those cravings that I was having. Because I didn't know what I wanted. I just know that I wanted something. So she brought back, I don't know. I'm not sure what she brought back, but she brought something back. And then I ate that. And then maybe in another 25 minutes, 30 minutes, I said, hey, y'all, um, bring me something to eat. And, you know, listen, my baby came back and ended up in my room about five, six times bringing me something to eat. 
And at one point, there was nothing else for her to bring because the only other things that were in there was like apples and oranges and things like that. Um, They're snacks, but they're not like um, those snacks that are wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, uh, target my craving or would soothe the craving that I was having. And there wasn't chocolate. There wasn't any cookies. Like it wasn't any of that. And that's what I really craved. So she came back in. And she said, Ma, I don't know what you want, but I don't think we got what you want. And I said, well, what, what do you mean you don't think you, we, we got what I want? What do you mean? And I, and I at this point, I'm getting attitude because I feel like she just don't want to get me what I'm asking for. <laughs> so she said, because I done bought you. I done came in here and I keep bringing you stuff. And that's all we got. Like, we don't have nothing else but oranges and apples and you don't want that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so, y'all, by this time, I went to the bathroom. Now, this is where TMI might come in, but I was literally sitting on the toilet. I was on the toilet because I felt so sick that I I felt like I was going to vomit. And I wanted to be close to the, you know, to the commode just in case that happened. And she said, "Um, I don't think we have anything else to eat. And listen, this was the most honest thing that anybody has ever said to me. And this came from my 12-year-old. She said, I don't think you hungry because I brought you everything that was in there to eat. And I don't think you hungry. I said, well, what do you think I am? She said, I don't know. But I don't think it's hungry because I just keep bringing you stuff. And then you tell me to go get something else. Y'all, that was my moment. And I know that it sounds crazy. I know that it's bad that that was my moment. And that moment had to come from my 12-year-old. But that was my moment. That was a pivotal moment. And it made me realize that I was eating myself sick. I was literally in the bathroom because I didn't feel good. My stomach was upset. I'd eaten too much. I'd overeaten. And I felt like it was coming back up. That's why I was in the bathroom. But I was still trying to push myself to eat. Still trying to push myself to eat. Despite how I felt, despite what was going on, I was still going to push. And I was bringing her down with me. So what did that do? And that leads me to my next point. That taught her my bad habits. And doing that in those moments, I'm passing those bad habits on to her. Because what did she say? She says, well, I seen my mom do that. When I was a kid, my mom used to do that. My mom used to eat till she was sick. My mom used to have me go back and forth and get her food at one o'clock in the morning. It teaches her my habits. I'm passing them on. And, you know, I think that when we sit back and we realize or we reevaluate I don't think that we really intended on doing those things you know like I I don't know about you but for me I've never intended on having my children be overweight or having my children be in my circumstance and I never intended on that not one time did I intend on doing that. That's something that I didn't even realize that I did. I had no clue that I was doing that. And we have, um, now we have a system where if I ask her to go get me something and she knows that it ain't right, she's supposed to tell me. No matter how scared or nervous she is, she tell me that, oh, Mom, I don't think you need that. And a lot of times, most times, I will say, yeah, you're right. And then I'll move on. But I have to stop myself 
And by not being able to stop myself and not knowing my limits and not knowing boundaries and trying to, even when I do know boundaries, passing, surpassing those boundaries, it causes me to damage myself. It causes me to gain weight. It causes me to give in to my addictions and I'm suffering. I'm suffering from that. And then I'm passing those habits on to my babies. And I in turn in turn in return, I make them suffer. So, I have three kids, for those of you that don't know. Two of them they are overweight. We're not going to lie. We're going to call it what it is. They are overweight. And to be honest, I look at them and I kind of associate my parenting style with being a bad parent. And I'm really trying to ease up on myself because I didn't know that I was messing things up. I didn't know that this is what I was doing to him. I thought that when we went out and we ate, if they said they wanted hot wings, we went and got hot wings and french fries. That's what we were doing together. Like we had a good time together and that's not what it was. It was teaching them bad habits. It was teaching them how to cope with food. It was teaching them how to, you know, uh, develop the same addictions that I've developed and that's not the mom that I want to be. That's not who I am. Um, I've realized that in order to be better, I have to do better. I have to strive for better. I have to make better out of the situation that I have. So what better looks like for me is uh, every day we go to the gym. Now, sometimes I don't, I'm going to be honest, I try to post some of my workouts on Instagram. But if we honest, when you get in the gym, you sweating and you get to working out, you don't have time to stop and pose for no picture. So I don't always do that. But I do record my workouts on my camera and post them up on Insta, not Instagram, I'm sorry, on YouTube for my daily vlog or my certain vlogs. Um, so if you are interested in watching me work out in the gym, now I will say I don't give extensive workouts. I'm not no personal trainer, but what I will do is I will work out and I will show you that I'm working out, I'm lifting weights, and the, usually the kids are with me. My goal is to get up at 5 in the morning and be to the gym before 6. Uh, typically, Monday through Friday, I make it there. A Saturday, maybe not. Uh, and then Sunday is a possibly, possibly, if I have enough time. So anywhere from five to six days a week, I do get up and go to the gym. I try to bring the kids with me. Uh, we monitor our food intake. We make sure that we have a lot of green vegetables instead of cookies and crackers and cakes. And oh my, <laughs> we don't typically, I don't buy that. So I will buy fruits and I will buy uh, certain vegetables that I know that they'll snack on. Uh, my kids love Brussels sprouts and I know for a lot of people that's weird, but they love Brussels sprouts. Um, they learn how to make their own Brussels sprouts. They like to um, asparagus. They love uh, like bacon wrapped asparagus. And for those of you that may not know, bacon is carb free. <laughs> Listen, you can get about five or six slices of bacon depending on how thin they are. And what? No carbs? Psh, count me in. So they do know how to make certain meals that are keto friendly or carb, you know, friendly. And we, we do those things together. So even we will go online on Pinterest and we'll find different meals that they might think are good or that they'd like to try. So um, my daughter likes Mexican food and 
we went and we bought some of the ingredients and we made um, tacos, Mexican tacos, but they were with lettuce. So instead of the shell, the taco shell, we used lettuce or we made uh, bacon wrapped bacon wrapped cabbage and so it was just cabbage wedges so they're thicker you know you cut the cabbage in thick pieces maybe an inch 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 and a half and you wrap it with bacon they loved it so good so there's a lot of different things that we try and that's my way of understanding how I've damaged myself and where I got my unhealthy habits from. I know that my unhealthy habits stemmed from my home in my childhood and growing up. What I saw those adults in my life doing, what I was exposed to and how it damaged me. I know that I've already started down the wrong path. For them, it's only been within the last two and a half years that I've really tried to structure their eating habits. So um, my children are 13 and 14. Two years, that puts them back at what, uh, 11 and 12? And so those habits are kind of hard to reconstruct. But you know what? We can do this. We can do this. And I invite you to come along this journey with me. Um, I will be honest, I would really like to do uh, maybe some cooking videos or some recipe videos, but I'm so nervous about that. I'm so, so nervous. Y'all, people are cruel, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not set up to take all this cruelty. I'm not set up to do it. So I try to stay away from doing that, and I know that I talk a lot, so then I feel like I'm going to over-talk on the video. So, But I do want to bring them in the kitchen, and we all get in there and show you know, other individuals that may be going through the same problems that I'm going through that it's possible. Like, you can get your kids in the kitchen with you. You guys can make healthy meals. Y'all can turn this thing around. And if we could turn this thing around together, what an awesome community we would create. So... I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, this is Centuria George, your millionaire mommy. Thank you guys so much for joining my podcast. And once again, if you'd like to join me over on my YouTube, don't forget it is the millionaire mommy over on YouTube. So I hope to see you there. And it is Hey Millionaire Mommy on Instagram. Have an awesome day or better yet, I should say an awesome weekend, guys. This is Thursday. Listen, start each day with a grateful heart, y'all, and I guarantee you won't regret it. Have an awesome weekend, you guys, and I will talk to you on Monday.